International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. What's up? Hey. Oh, nothing much. Just uh, uh, here in the luxurious uh, permanent record studios on the South Congress in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Liking the sound and the vibe. Looking good in here. Yeah. This is very exciting. We have uh, yeah, yeah. professional quality recording today. Yeah, Hopefully we're yeah we're in tell. And it's when it that it's been a, it's been a good day altogether. I was I was telling you before we started. I uh, I just I bought a car, so Man. I'm back in the yeah I'm back mobile baby. So just watch out. You know, this like, is I'm, like upgraded Pat. This is crazy. Yeah, this is like yo. This this is the 2019 Pat. <laughs> uh, a few months early. It's it's here like a, like a new model car. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, coming standard with great stories and fun riffs. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I love your catchphrase uh, for 2019, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> great stories and fun riffs, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of a great story and a, uh, you know, a pretty good riff. Well, uh, the riff is irrelevant, but uh, I... I Kath, how many how many times do you just uh, you have some problems going on in your life, or you have something? And how like, many times you know do I have problems going on in my life? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, let's see. I've been awake for three hours, so three hours today, easy. <laughs> exactly. uh, sometimes, wouldn't it help if you just I don't know found a, a giant pot of gold? <laughs> like, wouldn't that just help you out? Sometimes? Oh man, tell me about it. That's, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's what I dream of all day. <laughs> yeah. That's my. That's yeah. basically my career plan is to just find money. That's my yeah. retirement plan. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I have a lot tied up in this whole just find a bunch of money thing. Yeah. Like, and, uh, yeah, a lot of irons in that fire. Well, uh, that's that's what our story today is, is about, uh, Kath. It was not so much finding. Well, we'll get we'll get into it. Uh, I want to tell you today, Kath, about uh, a gentleman named Julio Novello. Uh, not to be confused with Julio Novella, star of daytime TV in Mexico. No, uh, <laughs> Julio Novello, uh, he's the central focus of today's story. Uh, he's an Ecuadorian man. Uh, he was born in 1965 in uh, Guayaquil, Ecuador, I'm going to say. Yeah, that's right. Say Guayaquil, all right. So, uh, it's not much of his attempt, bro- regardless of whether it's right or not. Yeah, thank you. Please tweet <laughs> us and give us credit, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, now, this gentleman, not much is known of his, uh, his upbringing, aside from the fact that it was a humble one, didn't come up with a lot of money. Okay. Um, our story really begins in 1989, when a 29-year-old Julio moved to New York City. Now, uh, Julio, by all accounts, was a pretty clever guy. Uh, he was the kind of guy who knew how to make a buck, uh, especially when there was did not appear to be a buck around to make. He was good at kind of getting something out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, and so, as you know, you're a New Yorker in bustle in New York City. That's the trait you need. Absolutely. You know? That I I feel like I know a lot of people in New York who are like that. Who are maybe it's not even necessarily like obviously there's there's some nefarious doings we're going to get into with this guy, but yeah. I feel like I know a lot of people in New York who are just like. 
they're just all they just always figure it out like they're always just gonna be fine you know yeah, like yeah i feel well, like you our friend, hustle in that city i feel like our friend blake is like that like blake oh, just yeah. like <laughs> blake like just lands on his feet regardless you know like yeah yeah he's like a fat bearded cat <laughs> just <laughs> exactly exactly oh uh, yeah like it's a it's a it's a it's a hustle bustle city you gotta have you know like i mean it's you, know, you, gotta, you gotta have good make, survival like, instincts yeah you gotta have like a, a couple hundred bucks in your pocket each day to wake up like you know it's, True, it's, yeah. it's a very expensive place it costs so, 20 dollars to leave your apartment like it just yeah, yeah, you just yeah. as soon as you go outside you 20 dollars yeah. vanishes from your wallet always yeah they got a door guy outside your apartment <laughs> he's like, has a little club rope he's like nah <laughs> it just looks at your shoes he's like nah man i can't do it dude. <laughs> Uh, side story I went to Vegas for my 21st birthday and tried to go to some like super like nice ass club and I walked up there with this guy I was with and I said what's the cover and the guy just looked at me and said nah (laughs) (laughs) and I said okay and I walked away (laughs) yeah yeah now uh, so yeah so uh, Julio he gets to New York City Uh, he's looking out there trying to hustle how to make some money Uh, first thing he notices is all the unattended trucks littering the streets of Midtown Manhattan uh, vendor trucks, as you know, everywhere in the city, you know, always uh, dropping stuff off and picking stuff up and what have you. You know how trucks do. They're pretty typical. Just doing truck shit. Yeah, just doing truck shit. <laughs> At least the word typical to describe a truck. Like, typical. <laughs> uh, so now he, this is uh, in Julio's own words here. He said, the first crime I remember being, uh, I remember is being around 38th Street. A lot of trucks, a lot of merchandise. Uh, he said, it was awesome. I was surprised by the number of pallets and merchandise. You got to love a good humble upbringing where you're just like, look at all these pallets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, now, Novello, uh, he was a, a talker. He had a mouthpiece on him. And he had a honed a skill of distracting people during his crimes. He would brag that he never used violence. He just used what he called his rewinding brain. Uh, he said it was a sharp memory and attention to detail. He'd talk to truck drivers and distract them, have a little conversation. As soon as they weren't looking, as soon as they felt at ease, boom, he was grabbing the load off the back of the truck and hauling ass. Nice. Uh, just, yeah, the American way. <laughs> just, Absolutely. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, that's like if, if somewhere in the preamble to the Constitution. It's like the, the right to smooth talk a truck driver and bail with all his shit. <laughs> that's in there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So in the 1990s, he said uh, a lot of times it was laptops, memory drives, floppy disk drives. Right? That's what he was stealing. Man, Time so goes, high yeah. high ticket items. Yeah, high ticket consumer electronics. This isn't a guy just like grabbing some cartons of cigarettes. This is legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, this dude. Yeah, he's getting stuff. I always thought about that, like, if you, like, steal, like, merchandise and shit, you have to fence it. Like, that's just, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, you have to know, you can't just, like, go to, like, Best Buy or something, you know? Yeah, 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 you can't just come in with a Best Buy package DVD player. Like, you guys interested in DVD players? Right. I'll sell it to you for less than what you're selling it for. (laughs) If you have one you can bring it to like a pawn shop but if you have like 20 yeah. like what do you do yeah exactly at, the, at that point so uh now as as time went on he, he moved into other things he uh because you know there's all sorts of goods being transported around manhattan uh he said it, it, it got up to, into jewelry after a while it was jewelry chains rings necklaces uh especially around midtown near madison or park avenues uh so in the, so in this time julio's doing good he's fucking making a lot of money uh he developed a taste for the luxurious uh now novello uh, he, they said he loved to put on business suits and ties and expensive clothing. So imagine that. Like, you're just, like, unloading docks and unloading, like, carts. And some dude rolls up to you in a suit. Automatically, your guard's down. You're like, oh, it's a suit guy. Yeah. I'm good to go. Oh, legit. 
above board you can't buy a suit unless you don't have a criminal record that is very true yeah uh, yeah i i don't know suits <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes uh, I, people going to court very it makes it very difficult but yeah i was just, if I was you see tell, someone was, in a suit you know that they're above board yeah, it's like, dude, this guy's pants match his jacket, so I got to do what he says. Exactly. Uh, one time I had to go to court before I went to work at AT&T, where it was, it was uh, suit land, <laughs> and uh, my, my manager, I was like, dude, I might be like an hour, half, hour and a half late or some shit, because Hartford, I lived in Connecticut at the time, and Hartford Courts is just wild. It's just like... 80,000 people smashed into one room and it's like the the, the uh, prosecutor just keeps yelling out like hard to pronounce last names and shit mm-hmm. like and, and so it, but the guy he was like dude he's like I, I said then I gotta go then I gotta go home and get dressed he goes no 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 dude wear your suit in there and I walked in and they just called me up from the back of the line I was out in five minutes it was great <laughs> you didn't know you should wear a suit to court until the guy told you yeah, no, I man, I had such little world knowledge when I left <laughs> Central Texas to move to the hustle bustle of Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, no, life hack: wear a suit if you go to court, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I also another uh, that, that Connecticut was when, that was when I, I developed an opinion on slacks. Uh, that was when I fucking uh, I found out that jean shorts were a laughable fashion offense, which. <laughs> The word of that hasn't made it back to my hometown yet. They're still rocking the jorts. No, but they, they, who knows? They might find out. They might not. A couple of them know, but like it's like a couple of my, 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 you know, like my friends, like all they own is like jean shorts and cowboys jerseys, you know? Nice. Yeah. A classic, yeah. a classic small town Texas look for sure. Yeah. 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 I saw a, a meme. It was like the, uh, the, the, that plus some like Nike slide slippers. And it was like, that's the, nah, fool, the cowboys got it this year starter kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Julio, not a pair of jean shorts in his whole fucking house. Uh, a class act, this guy. Uh, now he established a comfortable life for him and his fiance. Uh, you know, he, he had a really sharp mind, and at this point, as he said, it was it had become a supercomputer that just helped him build a fortune off the literal oldest trick in the book: taking shit when no one was looking. He was just <laughs> an entire empire built on smash and grab. So, but no smash. It was just a uh, charm and grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, which, yeah, don't apply that at any facet of your life. Don't yeah. do, don't do a charm and grab. That's <laughs> <laughs> nothing charming about that. Uh, so his uh, his skills pl- place him well up into the uh, the upper echelon of NYC street criminals, but Julio never broadcast his position. Like some people, you know, they, they, they get a name for themselves. Never really happened with Julio because he was just walking up and down the street stealing shit off the backs of trucks. Like he never had to get a network, you know. Yeah. So. Outside of a few close friends and associates and fences, nobody really knew of his tremendous talent for stealing. So Julio kept his ear to the ground constantly, listening for whispers of a hot score. Uh, there were several targeted or coveted legendary targets that any self-respecting thief would give his left arm to take a crack at. And the pinnacle of these of these marks was a simple black bucket that could occasionally be seen through the open doors of armored cars. You know, the armored cars going to and fro, taking cash and money. Uh, they, they, all, they all have a, a high sc- a secured black bucket inside of them. And in that black bucket is where they keep gold. And that was the word on the street, Ooh. at least. Yeah, the word on the street was saying that these black buckets in there, they, that, that, they're full of gold. I love this, like, New York City criminal community where there's, like, yeah. uh, a culture of, like, oh, the black bucket. Like, everyone's spreading rumors. I bet they have, like, yeah. a Facebook group <laughs> where they shit talk the criminals yeah. they don't like, you know? The black, buck- black bucket shit posting community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Now, uh, these black buckets were barely even visible aside from a few seconds when the door was open, and it was always within spitting distance of an armed guard. I mean, you know, like, yeah. which it's, it's always that with, with the trucks. Yeah, stealing now, shit from a truck is different than stealing shit from a Briggs truck. Like, that is a Yeah, yeah. Br- yeah, Briggs truck, it's like, you know, hey, we're in the truck business to, to make secure trucks. These other guys are just moving shit. We're protecting it. Like, yeah. you know, fuck with us. Uh, now, uh, fun thing about armored trucks, uh, my friend always pointed this out to me, on the doors of armored trucks, they have a little, like, I don't know, like three or four inch hole, and that is literally to put a firearm out of. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it's like, you're begging on the door with a gun, you're getting shot in the gut. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so at, now at any given moment, this could be chock full of gold bars, millions in gold. Uh, one bucket, zero shot at ever getting it. It was really the holy grail. Uh, Julio said he just wrote it off as a fantastical wish that could never actually be obtained. That is... Until the afternoon of September 29th, 2016. Oh, hell yeah. yeah oh, this guy's little, recent. I didn't Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this dude's, uh, yeah, he's recent. Yeah, he's, 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 a lot of, this story doesn't have a clean ending. It's, it's a lot of it's still going on. So. Yeah, for some reason I thought, like, I was envisioning, like, 70s New York for this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, you know, I mean, a guy named Julio Novello walking up and down, you know, 48th Street. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grabbing, I guess, I guess you said laptop, so that means it's not. But, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, imagining, yeah. like, a slick top in like yeah. 70s charmer guy yeah know? yeah yeah i'm like i'm getting real heavy the deuce vibes out of what's exactly, going on exactly exactly yeah deuce. yeah so uh so novella was walking near west 48th street on six or i'm sorry uh, on west 48th street near sixth avenue when he spotted something he'd been waiting his whole career for a black pail in the back of an armored truck he'd heard about those legendary pails as he said if you were a football player you always want to play the super bowl a lot of people knew that gold only came in a lot of people knew that gold only came in pails <laughs> i knew which companies care yeah, yeah you know i guess that's an old ecuadorian expression right, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like sands through the hourglass so is the gold in my pail <laughs> And they will know us by our pail of gold. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to you, and they will know us by our trail of debt. Um, so yeah, uh, he said, I knew which companies carry that stuff. And always, uh, you know, I said, okay, my lucky day will be one day. I'm ready for it. So he was always in fucking game mode, ready to go in case he saw the, the black pail. And that day, he saw it. So not only th- that, the truck had two men working on it, because Novello couldn't believe it. Normally, there were at least four or five guards assigned to a truck. And so he said, as soon as I saw two guys, I did feel like that pail belonged to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, anyways, I had already set up set it up in my mind that way. He had already come to that conclusion. So uh, as soon as one of the guards left, it was just the driver. Novello, at this point, he already knew how long it would take the guard to return. He just knew that shit. Yeah. So he, I, I he mean, kept- he's, he's a smart man and a lucky man and a charmed man. I'm sure when he's charming these people, uh, trying to get you know get them at comfortable so he can take stuff from his truck he's also learning from them he, you know he's crafty yes. yeah yeah he said he had the rewinding brain where yeah. you just i guess like you could just you could just roll back over it like a like a taped conversation yeah so uh that second's long window because okay so that, at one point the driver walks away headed to the cab of the truck to get his cell phone uh see man that's how you know it's 2016 cell phones fucking everything up right uh, somebody can't even th- walk like five feet without getting the their cell phone yeah. cab of their truck the real world I was reading this uh, a, a cracked article recently about the real world effect of like just the, the ubiquitous of smart the ubiquitousness of, of smartphones and like it, it's affecting like the military like troop positions are always given away because people are posting Instagram shit like it's, <laughs> yeah there, there's a, like like, like an unforeseen effect on our society that just like efficiency wise it's fucking a lot of things up <laughs> so 
uh, that seconds long window gave Novello just enough time to strike as he said boom <laughs> hey, 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 boom <laughs> boom he gave me the chance and it took me like 10 seconds <laughs> that's what he said right. he said as soon as he turned around he went to the he, and went to his cabin I went through now Novello knew he had to be stealthy scratching the iron pail against the metal lift on the back of the truck would make a noise I wouldn't have fucking thought of that no um, way I would have been like, so he's gonna be super strong then yeah, well, that yeah, that comes to the player. But I know, like, like I wouldn't even think about the metal. I was just like, ooh, gold, right? <laughs> like, just yeah. Oh yeah, I'm in prison now. How about that? So, I'm uh, you doing like the little like uh like grabby fingers from like a cartoon. Oh, yeah, like yeah, ooh, yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Yoink. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Say yoink, and that would give away your you position. Can, yeah. <laughs> if you drive an armored truck and you're in the cab getting your cell phone and muffled towards the back of the truck you just hear yoink <laughs> like fuck god damn it not again <laughs> we got a code yoink <laughs> all right so uh yeah so he said uh he had to lift it so carefully so carefully that's a quote uh he's a passionate speaker um now immediately he was challenged by the weight of the pail which he figured to be 40 to 50 pounds it was actually much heavier about 90 pounds man, so he said yeah. i got i gotta lift it up and it wasn't and it wasn't with all my might he recalled he said, I had wishes, but not the potential to lift it up all the way. A poetic man. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so, no wonder he was such a charmer to these people. He's got. The yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I like him already. I hope these mean guards don't do anything to <laughs> <Exactly>. him. <laughs> Leave that man alone. <laughs> uh, so Novello was able to scurry off with the heavy pail. He said he stopped about every 50 to 100 yards to take a break. Uh, he was out of breath and. It quotes so tired uh, he knew the area very well he just had to make it a little further he'd be in the clear he said as soon as I came past Fifth Avenue I knew the game is over he said I knew it belonged to me as soon as I crossed nobody as soon as I crossed it nobody following me I, 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 he has a catchphrase now <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey boom poppy hey <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and as, uh, as he put it it was a touchdown uh, now at this point uh, he didn't rest on his laurels uh, it was a race against the clock at that point Novello figured he had two or three hours before the company realized the gold was missing um so he said the weird thing was and the worst thing was when i put it in, on my shoulder and i felt like something swinging around inside he said boom to the one side and boom to the other uh <laughs> yeah it was then he realized that there were two gold bars inside the pail uh so now the police at first said they were gold flakes so he's watching the news and they're saying hey some gold flakes got stolen Mm. flakes and he's just like hey hey flakes he said he said flakes i said laughing man it was two bars <laughs> like that's that's, that's what he yeah said. give me the credit yeah. i deserve here this is yeah bars. yeah 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 also yeah that's man i wonder that it probably happens all the time with insurance but you steal a bunch of shit from somebody you steal like 100 grand and you watch the news and they're like uh 400 grand came missing today and you're like oh you assholes so uh <laughs> Novello went home with the gold. Uh, now, he thought at most he, uh, he'd he found about $600,000 worth of gold in the pail. Uh, you know, a conservative estimate. Sure. Um, the first person he thought of was his fiance. Aw. And, uh, yeah, who recently had had a chunk of cash stolen from a safe, a safe box in her home, some of which was Novello's. So he couldn't, as he said, he couldn't wait to share the new wealth with her. Nice guy. Um, 
Novello opened the pail and he found two big shiny bars, each at least a foot long. Uh, he wasn't immediately excited. He'd come across bars before that turned out to be gold mixed with other metals. So he walked 20 blocks to the nearest Home Depot. But it always trips me out when there's like large stores in like New York. Yeah. It's like, God, that must be like, you're going to pay a million dollars a month in rent. It's really, it's really weird. Like I, I they have to exist because like you still need, a yeah. home, you still need Home Depots and stuff. But like, yeah, there's a Home Depot like in the middle of Bedside and it's like, it always weirds me out. It's also the site of one of my favorite YouTube videos. I highly recommend everybody search YouTube for, uh, it's called The Club Depot. And it's uh, just like a one minute long video of like, dance hall reggae blasting in a home depot and it like (laughs) the camera slowly pans around and you see a home depot employee djing and then he says like thank you for shopping at the home depot please enjoy the music while you look for your items or whatever Uh, it's so good (laughs) that's tight i'll check that out yeah unrelated but just the club depot very good youtube video uh, I like I was just at a Home Depot recently because I did a bunch of man shit this weekend. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I installed a. Uh, um, well, I fixed the previously botched installation of a uh, garbage <laughs> disposal. Nice. Uh, and then I, I yeah, so I was going back to, to grab some shit for that, and uh, I like you know you're pulling up to the, the contractor entrance. It's a lot of traffic and stuff. If I worked somewhere in New York and they're like, hey. Pull the truck around back and get like a bunch of plywood from the Home Depot in Bed-Stuy. I would just eat a fucking bullet. I'd be like, no. What a nightmare. Not, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I, 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 I got sad thinking about that. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, he walked to Home Depot and he bought an electric saw and at least a dozen discs. He returned home and spent the rest of the night cutting the bars of gold next to his bed, sweating and feeling the shards of, gla- of gold pierce his clothing. The next day, he took a small piece of the gold to a friend on 46th Street in the Diamond District, Diamond District, because he's got a guy. I got a guy. Absolutely, he's um, got a guy. Yeah, you got to have a guy. You know, I didn't guy, even know New York guy. had a Diamond District. That's exciting. Yeah, I love you get to a big enough city. There's just a district for things. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. yeah, it makes sense. It's where all the I I, I think I I think I d- did know that, but like yeah, just a whole district of diamonds. Yeah. How often do you think uh, about diamonds? There's like city yeah. blocks dedicated to them. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I love the city, man. Bustling. That's always always places to make money in the city. It's good. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So the next day, he took it to the diamond district, and uh, it's just this piece of the brick. Uh, they confirmed it was a very high quality gold, and gave him two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Damn! Just for, for just one little piece. piece. Yeah. So uh, Novello did the math in his head and realized that he had nearly one point six million worth of gold sitting in his bedroom. So. So he needed to find a money launderer. So he called his fiance and told her, "Listen, boom, uh, I got people who are sending me. <laughs> I got people who are sending me one million dollars, and you send the money out, and we do have, you know, and we have to do investments. Basically, somehow they're going to launder the cash and stuff. Right. And so." Um, the two talked about buying a house in Madrid, Spain, Barcelona, or Madrid. So they were they were going to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, uh, you. So, Oh yeah, yeah, no. I <laughs> Your days of stealing a, shit off of trucks are over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're just uh just like looking at trucks. Like then you just get to go to a beach and sit there getting drunk and looking at these trucks and thinking about hey if I had to steal off them, this is how I'd do it. But I don't have to. <laughs> I'm just gonna speculate because I still love the game. Um 
Yeah, but I get a fat overtime check and I'm I'm piecing out. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah, I work. I work some extra hours. I'm hitting the road. <laughs> so yeah, find some gold. You will never hear from me again. Uh, so yeah, so he went back to the gold dealer the following day. Uh, but this time, the man was suspicious. He told Novella that police have been going around the area after an armored truck was pilfered the other day, and Novella was like, "What? Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> That's crazy. What is this world coming to?" You know? So he didn't want to risk paying Novello, but he told him, "I got a Russian guy." <laughs> so he says he has a guy to pay the guy. He's too scared to pay. Nice. Uh, Novello had known all along the police would be looking for him. Smart guy. <laughs> so I had a, I had a hunch they'd look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and he said there were cameras everywhere in the business area, busiest area of Manhattan. So the next day, uh, and now we're we're getting into Geraldine Carmichael pantsuit out the window in Miami territory. <laughs> uh, the next day, he cut his hair and put on a suit uh, and as he went to go meet with the gold dealer even as because he cut his hair yeah. and so uh, he went to go meet with the gold dealer even as detectives were canvassing the area he returned hours later with stacks of cash now 1.2 million dollars richer get him so Novello first gave uh, 200000 in cash to his fiance, as promised. Uh, Novello then put 600000 into three shoeboxes, all in $100 bills. Uh, the remaining $400,000 uh, was made of $50 bills and was stuffed into uh, bank purses, uh, small bank purses, like a cash bag you might have at a till mm-hmm. or something, you know? So he uh, now... So he's got all the money stashed away. Now he just has to make his getaway before the feds caught him. Uh, and he had actually been deported three times in the past following prison stints in the U.S. Uh, so he'd spent a total of eight years in federal prisons in Fort Dix, New Jersey. I used to live there when I was a baby. Uh, in Pennsylvania and in Texas. I live there now as a man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and in California. And Novello had also been involved for a long time in smuggling rings, uh, both in the U.S. and Europe. So he said, uh, he said they, they're, they're not clear if he's ever been convicted of those, but he in his interviews, he talks about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but he was always able to sneak back into the country using stolen passports and various aliases, aliases uh, which explains the multiple names the NYPD initially put out on the wanted posters. I guess uh, so. If you if you guys are listening in New York uh, and, and you lived there in 2016, you probably saw these wanted posters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, among all you know, because you know, there's there's no uh, there's no paper flyers out there in the streets of New York so they would have stood out definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. can't miss yeah. them I mean there's yeah. not yeah. Too, there's not like an overwhelming amount of sensory information you're confronted yeah. with yeah. every yeah. single yeah. day <laughs> yeah but it's like Times Square was just like a guy like reading like just the names of advertisements off of a paper <laughs> like uh, let's, uh, Samsung they got a phone out everybody hear that okay next <laughs> uh, so for Nove- so for now Novello needed to get the fuck out of there uh, he packed 40 grand in cash and stashed the rest away in a storage locker in New Jersey. Uh, he was driven down to Florida by somebody, but he knew there was no way he could take a flight out of there. So he was staying with a friend who informed him that there was now a $100,000 reward to turn him into the police. So to get anybody to help him, he now had to counteract that $100,000 offer. Because if somebody, you know, like it's like, hey, help me out. There's $100,000 on your head. You have to make it worth their time. So um, he told this uh, this lady that he would pay her 10000 in cash, which that's not 100000 So I don't know how that worked. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if she helped him out. I mean, he's a he, charmer. Again, we've established, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what he's saying is it's like, yeah, you can get 100000 and work with the fucking police, you narc. Or right. you can take 10 grand from me and be a cool guy. Right. So, um, Tax free, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, tax free. Boom. You know, hey. Uh, Boom. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, um, he could already rent a car and drive it. He just needed somebody to accompany him on the way down to Florida. So, uh, in case he was stopped. So she enlisted her husband, whom Novello paid an additional $5,000. Uh, 
cars, and the two men took off from Fort Lauderdale towards Los Angeles. They drove, I'm sorry, yes, they drove from, from Florida to California. They arrived in California two days after Thanksgiving, and Novello watched on the news as the NYPD detective Martin Pastor or Martin Pastor, hey, uh, <laughs> he said, I, he said, I will get you wherever you go. And he knew his name at this point. So at this point, Novello is like on the radar. So he said, um, he knew my real name. Uh, I thought I was done. I didn't trust the Mexicans. I didn't trust the Guatemalans, but I did trust my country. He's talking about the, the path that he's going to go back to <laughs> Ecuador. Yeah. So yeah. So he said he basically he, he couldn't just go to Mexico or couldn't just go to Guatemala. Like he had to you know, keep on trucking down to Ecuador. Uh, I don't know if Ecuador has a non-extradition treaty or if they don't have an extradition treaty, but it, it feels I don't like know. it don't. I mean, this guy's, he, this guy's pretty smart, so I feel like yeah, he would, yeah. like... Yeah, he would know that. He, he would know. Yeah, it's good. Well, he said, he said, he said, when we cross the border, I say, bye. I'm in, and I, this might have been a misprint, but this is what, how it's tied. When we cross the border, I say, bye. I'm in a safety place. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's very uh, he cute. said, yeah, quoted, he said, I won, I won. The game is over and I won. That's it, he said. Uh, he was safe from the reaches of the NYPD and the feds in Ecuador, Novello thought. Now all he had to do was wait to get his cash. By then, he'd arranged to have the money-filled shoeboxes and purses removed from his storage locker and turned over to his fiance. Now, uh, he said at this point, he said, it was just a matter of time. I don't care. To get the money after three months, six months, after a year, two years, he said, I trust. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Novello had a friend pick him up and they drove to his mother's house in uh, uh, Guayaquil, where he uh, couldn't wait to eat a hot meal and take a hot shower. By then, video of his brazen heist was all over the internet, and he was very much a wanted man. But Novello simply told his family it was all a misunderstanding and that he was wanted for violating immigration laws. So yeah, he's like, oh no, that's, they got it all mixed up. Yeah. Uh, so he was relieved to be back with his family and no longer in hiding. And Novello lived a fairly normal existence for about a month. Uh, he said, I wasn't hiding from nobody because all the problems I left in New York. He said, heading to the gym with his brother one day. He said, they went into an intersection in a busy commercial area to grab a cab uh cab to the gym come on jog buddy but um <laughs> and he said two young men in plain clothes approached showed their police badges asked if he was julio novello uh in a rare misstep he said he was <laughs> you know, so, come on man yeah come on you lie, better buddy. than that you gotta yeah, at no. least say who's asking yeah, 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 yeah. What's it to you? Uh, so he confirmed he was. One of the officers phoned someone apparently in New York and said, we got the guy, we got the guy. Uh, Colonel Fausto Giovanni Buonanno Castillo. Great uh, name. I, yeah, is there, before I go on, is there another name I missed? No, okay. <laughs> it was just four names. Okay, so uh, he said that they'd been investigating Novello since they heard he was wanted uh, in the gold theft in New York City. He said, we cannot allow compatriots to make uh, our to make us look bad out of the country. He said, uh, once the local police force found Novello was in Ecuador, and, uh, and this also was made complicated by the lack of any official record of his entrance into the country. So mm. they just saw he wasn't registered anywhere. They immediately moved to arrest him. Uh, Novello's lawyer told him there was no fighting it. Extra- Ecuador wouldn't extradite him back to the U.S., but due to an existing treaty between the two countries, Novello would have to serve time for the gold heist. So, counting on his clean record in Ecuador, Novello figured his time in prison would be short. Uh, he got a year with good behavior, and he was released after nine months. Damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, uh, hey, he said, listen, if you if you commit crime, you gotta pay. So I didn't complain about that, said the guy who did nine months for stealing $1.2 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I paid yeah. my debt to society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did, my, I paid back, yeah. 
So uh, he never intended to return to uh, to Ecuador because the last time he was there, he'd been deported there. Uh, he tried making an honest living as a taxi driver and working a normal life, but uh, he said it was dangerous. He said he was actually shot in the face by a couple of teens after they robbed him for his cell phone. Oh, my he God. He still can't see out of his right eye as a result. Driving a cab in Ecuador is more dangerous than stealing gold in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, uh... Yeah, he said it wasn't worth it, he thought. But now, uh, so essentially this is what happened. He, he He's out of jail. He's trapped 16 to 18 hours a day in a $300 a month rental with his mother in Guayaquil. Lonely and fearful, missing his three adult children in the U.S. Aww. Uh, yeah. His notoriety is the golden boy. Now everybody believes that he's rich. And his mother yeah. had to sell her restaurant and, for, and her home for fear of being kidnapped or threatened. So according to Velo, oh, he said, I'm yeah. getting old. That's, yeah. It's a liability to be rich in yeah. certain places yeah. or to be perceived as rich. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Um, the the door guy at the comedy club in uh, in McAllen, Texas, uh, his truck was parked out front one time, and he goes, "My family lives across the border. I haven't seen him in four years because if I drive that truck down there, I'm getting kidnapped." <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Yeah, insane, dude." So uh, I'm, I'm finding out Novello has a penchant for saying things twice. He's Jimmy two times. He literally said, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. <laughs> and it's hard to explain how the, th- how the things will be fixed, said Novello. He said, I don't think it'll ever be fixed. Because oh, yeah, now his, his girlfriend has still not made good with the cash. So, oh, shit. Yeah, he's, he described the falling out with his fiance. Uh, he said he got a call he never expected when he picked up the phone. The voice in the other end was a very familiar one. She said she was in Ecuador and she wanted to see him. She promised to find a spot where they could meet and said he would call him back. Uh, he said, I never expected a phone call this morning telling the truth. I have to go forward, not backwards. Uh, so I, I had to go meet her. And he said uh, they, they, they went to the place and she wasn't there and she never called back. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Novella wondered, wondered aloud. Why does she play games? <laughs> oh, Novello. <laughs> uh, somebody tell us, tell us in Spanish how you, how you say, why does she play games in Spanish? I think I I know, but I don't want to butcher it. And then <laughs> email me that, and then I will walk around my girlfriend's house singing that in Spanish. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he said, you know, even if she didn't make the phone call, I, I could still be cool. I don't know what he means by that, but you are cool. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so uh, she she has the money, Novello insists, but he's given up on any hope of getting it back. Yeah. He'd rather now see the entire experience as a learning opportunity at 55 years old. Better late than never, he said. Uh, he's done his time for the crime, he said. He readily acknowledges he was due for the punishment. The nine months he served in Ecuador, he said, eh, I don't know if it was enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, you don't think? The most, yeah. He said the most important thing out of this interview is that his kids forgave him, and they give him all the love he, need, and that will be, he needs, and that will be enough. Um, and, uh, so he, you know, he maintains that the cash is still out there yeah, in New York. Has. Yeah. No, no, no. She has the stuff that was in the purses and the shoes. He's saying that there is legit some money, uh, some money back in, uh, he said the money is back in New Jersey. That's all he'll say. He said there's money out there. Stashed. Wow. All so, right. Guys get to hunting. So I, that's the that's the story of, of Julio Novello. He is living back in Ecuador. He cannot come back to the U.S. He has no his, his girlfriend ghosted him. Um, yeah, that sucks. But yeah, if you li- he, if you listen and you live in New Jersey, look for that money, man. Yeah, just start just rummaging around in people's shit. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, figure it out. I swear, New Jersey, like, like the East Coast, has to be the least safe place to just rummage through people's shit. Like, I just, like I, I don't know. Like, in the, I feel like it, at least like in the, on the East Coast, like most of our states up here have pretty 
relatively restrictive gun laws. Like, I feel like if you do that in the yeah. South, you get, you get shot. Yeah, I feel like, I, I, yeah, yeah, that is right. I guess I just feel like, uh, I guess you, like, what if you rummage around the wrong person's place? Like, you rummage around like a Tony Soprano type, you know? That's, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> then you're, uh, you're, you're, you're sleeping with the fish as, uh, that's a, I made that up. But, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that's Pat the story. Roy often says. That's, yeah, Patsy, you'll be sleeping with a fish. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's the Julio Novello saga, man. Um, worth it? I'm going to say, well, okay, his instance wasn't worth it. Like, like how it worked out for him, it, it essentially, yeah, it, uh, it sounds fucked. like he had a life for himself set up in, in the u.s and he can't live that life anymore so that's not worth it but imagine if he got away with it then it's totally yeah. worth it like, that's the thing like i i don't know i feel like stealing to me i don't i don't do it except for occasionally from sephora but <laughs> like <laughs> I, it's i th- i think it's it's relative sort of like moral wrongness it all just depends who you're stealing from, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like taking stuff from the back of trucks, like, I, that's that seems like relatively, obviously it's illegal, like, our society wouldn't function if everyone did it. But morally, ethically, I feel like it's like a pretty okay crime. Yeah, uh, it's it's not like, uh, and like also, you know, like, that there's, everything is insured on these fucking trucks you know like so you're exactly exactly no one is really losing money except an insurance company the only time that it's like somewhat like uh questionable to me is like are is somebody gonna lose their job over this like is the truck driver gonna get fired like that kind of shit is like okay then it's probably a little bit more like unjustifiable but like no one's losing money if you're stealing from like a big shitty company like it just doesn't seem that bad to me <laughs> yeah i like i, I i'm we, we've expressed this sentiment before and i haven't received much blowback for it like nobody's been like you two like moral relativist assholes you know like yeah. that hasn't that hasn't happened yet because i feel most people like at the end of the day don't give a shit about like somebody's like, a company getting stolen from it's yeah. all it's very hard to evoke my sympathy for that yeah like don't steal from people but yeah Corporations aren't people. Yeah, no, they are. They are you can, not. You can take from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely worth it in certain scenarios. And this one it just did not work out for our yeah. our, ma- our main man Julio Novello. But um, yeah, that, that's uh, that, that's the story for this week, Kath. Uh, um, I guess is there any anything you got going on you want to throw out there? Um, I'm not this sure. Out a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm not sure when this is coming out. So just uh, listen to Russell Splania, my other podcast, if you like professional wrestling or are curious about professional wrestling, and uh, listen to What a Time to Be Alive if you like weird news stories about how crazy uh, the world is. Yes. What about yeah, you, Pat? Yeah. What do you got? Um, I think this will be good. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'll be headlining the Laugh Your Mass Off, uh, which seems has a weight loss slant to it, but it's not. I don't know, <laughs> you know why it's called that. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue why it's called that. It doesn't seem to have any affiliation with like fitness or Massachusetts or anything. I don't know. What, <laughs> but I'm headlining Laugh Your Mass Off at, at South on Main. Uh, that's at 8 o'clock. Uh, look that up. It should be fun if you're in the Dallas area. Aside from that, just, you know, uh, I don't know when this will come out, so just do more to be more aware of the my general presence out there in the world so all right uh well yeah hey uh kath it was it was good talking to you you have uh, fun out there in new york don't go stealing too much off the back of trucks now okay okay i'll try not to 
All right. And uh, yeah, guys, just remember, uh, thanks for tuning in. Share, like, like, rate, listen, subscribe, follow us on all the bullshit. And uh, but above all, most importantly, don't get caught. See ya. Bye.